Oh, you boys, they my brothers, they my friends. Yeah. I let Coach Sumlin, yeah. I let the stoop. The entire first half, we got hit in the mouth and acted like somebody took our lunch money, and all we wanted to do was have pouty expressions on our face. Hello, and welcome to the Around the 12 podcast. My name is Tanner Price, and... While I am recording, I am recording in a new little spot in my house. I decided to clean up my basement this weekend. I got a desk. I got a chair. Got a nice little setup. If I sound a little a little echoey um, next week, I'll be sure to try to do what I can to fix that up. But for now, this is what we're going with. Um, I like the setup. It is a little chilly in the basement. Keep in mind, it's uh, it's like 35, 36 degrees outside right now. So I got my jacket on, but it's all good. Um, okay, everybody, please be sure to follow us on X, Instagram, and TikTok at around the underscore 12. I was kind of off last week. It was a long week. I struggled, <laughs> honestly. I didn't put much out on anything, to be completely honest. And then also, please be sure to follow me on Facebook. And there we are, around the 12 podcast. Um, also on the Patreon, I dropped a ball last week. I had the episodes recorded. I was ready to rock and roll, and I just didn't post them. I'm sorry, but they will be coming up this week. Be sure of that. Um, and there we are, patreon.com slash around the 12 podcast. And I'll be sure to post the link in the uh, podcast episodes description. And I know I said it last week, but there will definitely be new episodes this week. And then please be sure, if you wouldn't mind taking a couple seconds out of your time to rate the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on so that other people can find it. Okay, everybody, we had quite an interesting week in Big 12 basketball. I'm not really sure how else to put it. It was uh, it was something. But through two weeks of picking games, I know that we've had now three and a half-ish weeks of conference games. Um, through two weeks of picking games, I'm 16 and 11. I had a little bit of a, a struggle bus week last week. I went 6 and 7. We did have two teams with one uh, bye game during the week, or off night, I guess you could say. Um, but yeah, so six and seven last week, looking to looking to be a little bit better this week. But there was just some crazy stuff that happened, including a triple overtime game. We had buzzer beaters. We had um, upsets, just all, just games all over the place. And we will definitely be sure to get to those. But yeah, please, please reach out to me on Patreon or Instagram or Twitter, X, whatever you want to call it, and let me know what you thought of those games. I watched quite a few of those games. I don't have the ability to watch them live, but I am sure to to watch most of the games, if not all of them. But yeah, it's uh, I just love the Big Twelve. It's such a great league. I know I've I've doted on this so many times now, but you have just. Wild games, Iowa State winning at home, which I know they were favored. We'll get to that. Um, you have some controversy, and we'll talk about Texas here in a little while. And, yeah, Oklahoma State gets their first win, so we we no longer have a defeated conference team. So congrats to Oklahoma State there. But, yeah, let's let's, let's go ahead and get into it real quick. I'll, I'll stop the banter, but, um, yeah, let's do it. Okay, so Monday, January 22nd. Wow, it's, it's hard to believe that we're almost – into February now, but we had Cincinnati at Kansas. I picked Kansas to win, and sure enough, they did. 
They ended up winning by five. Kevin McCuller had 20 points, five rebounds, and five assists. So great game all across the board from him. But like I mentioned last week, if you are shooting under 35% from three, you're probably not going to win the game. And sure enough, Cincinnati shot 16 per- 16% from three-point range in this game. And so that is that is not going to do it. However, you shoot 16% from three, but you lose by five to a top 10 team. It's, it's not a bad loss. If you, let's say you make two more of those threes that you took, you, you win the game. So very... Um, Poor shooting night from Cincinnati from three, but I I do have to believe that there are quite a few takeaways uh, for Cincinnati. And really, at this point, I'm not loving Kansas, and we'll talk about their loss to Iowa State here in a minute. But I'm not I'm not loving Kansas this year. It's they're going through a little bit of a hard time. They've had some tough losses, but we'll we'll see if they can bounce back in the second half of the conference slate. Then on Tuesday, January 23rd, we had TCU at Oklahoma State. I picked Oklahoma State. I thought they were going to get their first conference win, but they ended up losing to TCU. And it was it's funny. It's the exact same score as the uh, Kansas-Cincinnati game. But um, in this game, Emmanuel Miller had 21 points, 11 rebounds, and 4 assists. And keep in mind, 11 rebounds, and he was he's a guard. So very impressive for him to crash the boards there. And ultimately, Oklahoma State had the ability to win this game. But once again, late game execution cost Oklahoma State the game in this one. Then that same night, we had Texas at OU. I picked OU, but Texas ended up winning by 15. See, this is just one of those games where you think you have the right team picked. They're at home. It's a rivalry matchup. But Texas just, they just came out better. Um Dylan Disu from Texas had 19 points, 10 rebounds, and 4 assists. So, nice double-double there. And in this game, OU shot 39% from the field and 21% from three. That's just that's not going to cut it. No matter what conference you're in, no matter what division of basketball you're in, that those shooting percentages are just not going to cut it. And I know teams have an off night every once in a while. I get it. But, man, that's, that's tough. You have to have somebody step up at least, especially in a rivalry game. That... Um, that does not show great signs, I'll be honest. Then we had West Virginia at UCF. I took West Virginia in this one. I know I talked about home court advantage last week, and I went against the grain. But UCF ended up winning by uh, 13 in this game. Ibrahima Diallo, a uh, UCF center, he had 14 points and 12 boards in this game. Nice, nice game from him. The one sticking point for me in this game was that West Virginia had two st- Two starters that did not score at all. Now, their bench is fairly deep. They did have some solid bench scoring, but you need production from all five starters in the Big 12. Absolutely necessary that all five starters at least puts put something towards the scoreboard. I mean, that's that, it's it's pitiful. You can't you can't be in this league and start a game and not score. That's that's just not gonna help you're just obviously not helping your team. To win there. Then finally, that last game on Tuesday, January 23rd, we had Houston at BYU. I picked Houston in this one, and they did end up winning by seven. LJ Cryer had 23 points, four rebounds, and one assist. So very much uh, scoring centric for LJ Cryer in this one. Not very pass centric, which is fine. I'm not. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, but um, it'll be interesting to see throughout the rest of conference play if LJ can 
incorporate his teammates a little bit more. I know he was a very score-first centric point guard last year at Baylor, and he's continuing that right now for Houston, which is not not a bad thing. He's doing well. Houston is doing well, but I think if if Houston can get those assist numbers up as a team, then they will be looking. They will be vying for a late run in March, and in this game. Houston, I thought this was one of the most interesting stats of the entire last week. Houston shot 43.5% from three. So great, great three-point shooting numbers. But then they were only 40% from the field overall. So not great from two, but really, really good from three, which is which is interesting to me. Then the last game of the week, we had Kansas State at Iowa State. I picked Iowa State to win this one, and sure enough, they did. They ended up winning by 11 in this one. Keyshawn Gilbert had 15 points, 13 rebounds, and one assist. So, nice double-double. I'm always going to point out a double-double because that means that you're impacting the game in more than one way. Um, I would love – you know what? I would love to see if there were a player in the Big 12 this year that got a double-double from rebounds and assists, I I would label him MVP of the entire season. That means – I mean, I'm not going to say all these guys that score a lot are – me focused, but they are definitely, uh, I don't want to say they're, they're focused on themselves, but if somebody had a double, double with assists and rebounds, that shows that they're willing to get their teammates involved and not really focus on themselves. They're, they're willing to do whatever is necessary to get a win. Then let's move on to the weekend games. We had West Virginia at Oklahoma State. I picked West Virginia in this one. I thought they could go on a run. Then they ended up losing at UCF and at Oklahoma State in this one. They lost by four. And Javon Small, probably one of the smallest guys on the court for Oklahoma State, he had 15 points, 12 rebounds, and 7 assists. So three assists shy of a triple-double. Now, I was I was hoping for this one as I was watching it. I was like, oh, man, if he can get that, that would be so sweet. But a really, really solid game from him. He hit a late three that essentially put a dagger in this game. And what I thought was most impressive was, honestly, Oklahoma State has really struggled in the Mike Boynton era at free throw shooting. They've been one of the worst teams in the Big 12 at shooting free throws. But they went 20 from 20, 20 for 26 from the foul line. And Brandon Garrison, freshman, center, not I wouldn't say he's uncoordinated but he's not the most coordinated guy I've ever seen in my life he had four clutch free throws that he made at the end of the game that helped Oklahoma State pull this one out and I was thoroughly impressed by his play there at the end then we had Kansas State at Houston I picked Houston in this one and Houston won by 22 Juwan Juwan Roberts had 14 points six rebounds and two assists in this game Houston was very good at taking care of the ball. They only had eight turnovers. Kansas State had 18. Now, I'm not going to say that 10, 10 turnovers difference was what cost Kansas State a 22-point loss, but that is a contributing factor. And honestly, when I was looking at the stats for this game, I was because when I was watching this game, I was, I was shocked that um, Houston was up so much because really they were, they were playing a, a fairly similar game in shooting percentages and fouls and rebounds and all all the typical stats that you look at but ultimately Houston was able to pull up, pull this one out by 22. Then we move on to Kansas at Iowa State. 
Now, this one is interesting. I, I kind of teased this one at the beginning. I picked Kansas to win. Iowa State ended up winning by four. I believe they were originally favored by three and a half. And then Iowa State proceeded to rush the field, which, or excuse me, rush the court. I don't know how you guys feel about that. I know how I feel about it. If you're a favorite, if you're a ranked team, you beat another ranked team and you rush the court, that's – I'm not saying that that is like a, a childish thing to do, but you got to act like you've been there before. I mean, I know Iowa State, that's a, that's a huge win, but it's not a program-changing win. You're not, This is not UCF playing Kansas for the first time in the Big 12 and they win at home and everybody goes nuts. No, that is not what this is. Iowa State, you are a tried-and-true member of the Big 12. Act like it. Please act like it. If you want to go deep in March, act like you've been there before. Come on now. Be better, Iowa State fans. Okay, let's talk about Texas Tech at OU. I guess... I guess OU fans must have been listening to me last week when I asked if they knew that they had a basketball team because Lloyd Noble was sold out. It was it was full, and I was thoroughly impressed. But I guess that's what you expect when you get a top 25 matchup. Um, ultimately, Texas Tech won this game 85-84. to Darian Williams was not the highest scorer for Texas Tech, but I really liked what he did. He played a very well-rounded game. He had 7 points, 11 rebounds, and 5 assists. And ultimately... Free throws were the difference in this game. OU missed nine free throws. You lose a game by one. If OU only missed seven free throws, they win this game by one. That is that is tough. That's a tough loss, especially when you have a really, really good, the best team in the Big 12. I'll say it. Currently, Texas Tech is the best team in the Big 12 by wins. However, Houston did beat Texas Tech by 20 last week. I, I don't remember off the top of my head. It was, it was a large margin. But currently, Texas Tech sits atop the Big 12 standings, and OU had a chance to knock them off. They couldn't do it. And free throws are what cost them the game. And my lovely wife, she doesn't watch a lot of basketball. But she knows the game decently well. I'll, I'll be honest. I'm, I'm not going to tutor, tutor her horn here, but she, she knows the game. And when I, when I told her, that OU missed nine free throws, and that's the reason that they lost the game. She said the age-old saying of free throws win games, and I couldn't agree more. I had to shout her out on this one because that is the absolute truth here. And then next we had Texas at BYU. I picked BYU in this one, and obviously they won because I'm always right. Just kidding. Uh, BYU won by 12 in this game. Spencer Johnson had 11 points, 8 rebounds, and 2 assists. He... he he had a very, very solid game. I thought it was one of the better performances of this game. And really the difference in this one, the reason why I thought BYU won and really it showed out in the statistics and in gameplay, but BYU shot significantly be- shot significantly better than Texas did across the entire board. They were better in field goal percentage. They were better in three-point percentage. And they were about 20 percentage points better at the free throw line. If you're making, if you're beating your opponent in all three of those percentages, I would say that there's a 99.9% chance that you are going to win the game. Then we had TCU at Baylor. Uh, I picked Baylor in this one. TCU somehow, somehow pulled off a triple overtime 105 to 102 victory. I mean, 
If this were an NBA game that went into triple overtime, I would expect the score to be like in the 200s. But getting both teams getting to 100, a three-point game, very, very good game. And coming off the bench, son of former NBA player Jameer Nelson Jr. had 30 points, <laughs> one rebound, and two assists. Now, like I mentioned before, if somebody had a double-double with rebounds and assists, I would praise them heavily. But coming off the bench, first of all, scoring 30 points is absolutely outstanding. And I believe Jameer Nelson transferred in to TCU last year. I forget where he was before, but he can put up numbers. Absolutely. He's a bucket. I, I'll say it. He is a bucket. And really, I was surprised that this game went to triple overtime, saying that Baylor shot a whopping 22.7% from three. Like, if you shoot... 22% from three, and you're able to take a team to triple overtime, it's impressive. Now, like I've said before, if they made one, two more threes, they win this game. They probably don't even go to overtime if they make one more three in regulation. And then finally, the last game of the the last game of the week, I know I've been talking a lot about statistics and blah, 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 but trust me, we're good. UCF at Cincinnati. Cincinnati won this game by 11. I like Dan Skilling's game, Dan Skilling's junior game in this one for Cincinnati. He had 21 points, seven rebounds, and two assists. In this game, so I know I've been touting this statistic: you got to shoot 35% from three. It's not always true. It's not always true. Cincinnati shot 21% from three, but they made up for it. Unlike Baylor, they made 17 free throws in this game. It. Very, very impressive. You get to the line. If you're not shooting well from three, take the ball to the hoop. Force force the defense into a tough position. Make them foul you. Get to the free throw line. Get some free easy points there. I mean, they're free. They're free. Should I say it again? They're free. Make the free throws. And you'll win the game. Cincinnati showed you how to do it. Okay, so that was it from this last week. Uh, let's let's run through the Big 12 standings, then we'll talk AP poll, then we'll talk bracketology, then we will talk predictions, and we will be out of here. Okay, so Texas Tech is sitting atop of the Big 12 standings right now all by themselves. They are 5-1. and one. Then Iowa State and Houston are tied for second. They're 5-2. and two. Kansas, Kansas, TCU, and Kansas State are tied, and they are 4-3. and three. Baylor is three and three. They had an off uh, or a, a bye week last week, I guess you, if you want to call it that. BYU, Texas, Cincinnati, OU, and UCF are all three and four. And then West Virginia is two and five, and Oklahoma State is one and six. So everybody in the conference now has a win against a conference opponent. And here are my assessment of the team so far. So I think that Texas Tech is looking like the absolute real deal. I know last week they lost to Houston in a pretty uh, concisive manner. Houston put it on them. But I really like what Texas Tech is doing, especially at home. Obviously, the home teams are doing really well in conference play right now. But Texas Tech looks really good. Now, a team that doesn't look as good, I think, is Kansas. They are really struggling in road games right now. They've they've lost at Iowa State. They lost at UCF. I'm I'm questioning their road mental toughness, which is shocking for me to say of a Bill Self team. But 
it's it's kind of surprising how much they're struggling on the road. And I don't know what what the cause of that is if they're not if they're not running the offense properly. Um, it could be a multitude of things, but I'm interested to see if Bill Self can pull the boys together and start getting some tough road wins. I think that that would that would really help them in the rest of conference play, but also in the eyes of the people making the bracket for March Madness. Then I think that this is just always going to be a true statement. Iowa State is awesome at home. At home, they're awesome. On the road, they're questionable, but they look fantastic at home. Okay, I'm going to, just so everybody knows, I'm going to get on my soapbox now and let's rant about Texas. I hope you all feel the same way about me because I'm I'm so frustrated. First of all, when did we get soft? I mean, what's what's the deal with the horns down thing? It's it's a tale as old as time. Like, come on. You have you have a hand sign. Everybody has a hand sign. You can't be upset when somebody flips your hand sign over. Like, it's it's not that big of a deal. BYU students shouldn't shouldn't have to take off your shirts. Have a little bit of thick skin and play play through it. It's it's kind of getting ridiculous and I think that everybody agrees with with me. Um, now my other talking point about Texas just being soft as Charmin, we have Rodney Terry. This man went to a press conference and told people, we don't, we don't do that kind of thing here. We don't, we don't do horns down. We don't jump up and down like we won the Super Bowl. blah, 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 blah. And then sure enough, Texas wins on a buzzer beater last week. And guess who's jumping up and down like they won the Super Bowl? You bet it. Rodney Terry. I I can't believe this guy. He is soft. He complains like nobody's business. He is entitled. And he's coaching a whopping 3-4 and four conference team. I mean, come on. Come on, man. Get over yourself. Okay, that's enough for me. I apologize. I just had to... I just had to rant a little bit. Okay, let's talk about the AP Top 25. We currently have Houston at 4, Kansas at 8, Iowa State at 12, Texas Tech at 15, Baylor at 18, BYU at 22, OU at 23, TCU at 25, and then Texas received some votes, which I don't know why. Um, Let's talk about that really quick. I'm still surprised that Texas Tech is 15. Now, I know I'm not in love with the Texas Tech football team, but I'm kind of in love with the Texas Tech basketball team. And I think that they are still underrated. All right, Bracketology, we'll run through this real quick, and then we'll pick some games. Okay, one seed, Houston, obviously. Two seed, Kansas, obviously. Then we skip down to the four seed, Baylor. I don't know I don't know what the deal is. I'm, I'm still not sure why Baylor is seeded so high in Bracketology. Joe Lenardi must really like Baylor. But I don't. Uh, five seed, we have OU, BYU, and Iowa State. Eight seed, we have is Texas Tech, which shocks me. Shocks me. Abs- it's kind of appalling. I'm really surprised. Then we have Texas as a 10 seed. We have TCU as an 11 seed in the play-in game. Currently, TCU is listed as the last team to make 
the tournament. Okay, let's go ahead and talk predictions for week four. Um, I'm recording this during the game, but I did pick Houston in their game in Austin against Texas. Let's actually just see. Let's get a live update. What, what do we got here? We have overtime game. Okay. All right. Well, maybe I will hurry up so I can make sure to watch the overtime game. But uh, Houston is currently winning by two. So, But I did pick Houston before the game. Don't worry. Um, then Tuesday, January 30th, we have Oklahoma State at Kansas. Give me Kansas all day, every day here. Uh, let's talk about Texas Tech at TCU. I know that TCU has had some pretty solid victories. Excuse me. Pretty solid victories against Oklahoma State and that triple overtime game against Baylor. But like I mentioned before, I really like what Texas Tech is doing. So I will be taking Tech in that game. Then we have Oklahoma at Kansas State. I will be taking Kansas State in this one as the home team. Then on Wednesday, January 31st, we have Baylor at UCF. I know UCF was up and ready for their game, their home game against Kansas. I also believe against their in their game against Texas, but I think that Baylor is going to take this one. Then we have Cincinnati at West Virginia, two meddling teams in the Big Twelve. I will be taking West Virginia here with the home seed currently winning most games. Then on Saturday, February 3rd, we're actually in February, which is shocking, but very exciting. That means we are approaching March Madness. We have Kansas State at Oklahoma State, and I will be taking Oklahoma State here in a little bit of an upset. Then we have Texas at TCU. I'll be taking TCU in this one. I like, I know that they are, I have them dropping a game to Texas Tech, but I like them at home against Texas. Then we have Houston at Kansas. This one is going to be a fantastic matchup. I'm going Kansas here. It's at home. It's in Allen Fieldhouse. It's hard to win there. The refs also make it hard to win there, if I'm being honest. So I'm going Kansas in that game. Then we have OU at UCF. I'll be taking UCF at home in that one. Cincinnati at Texas Tech. I like Texas Tech in this one. Home. Home court advantage is going to win out in this one. And Texas Tech is just a much, much superior team to Cincinnati. Then we have BYU at West Virginia. I'm going West Virginia on that one. I know that BYU is is probably the more skilled and better team, but I like West Virginia in that game. It'll be interesting to see what Ali Khalifa does here. I think he'll have a, a, a great matchup against West Virginia's defense, but West Virginia should pull that one out. And finally... We have Iowa State at Baylor, and I know that I kind of raved about Iowa State at home and not necessarily on the road, but I will take Iowa State to go into Baylor and pull out a win. Okay, everybody, that's all that I have for you this week, but please, if you've made it this far and you didn't listen to me at the beginning, please be sure to follow the podcast on X, Instagram, and TikTok at around the underscore 12. Be sure to follow the podcast on Facebook, Around the 12 Podcast. And check out the Patreon link. Everything is free on Patreon. I'm not going to make you pay. Um, and that is patreon.com forward slash around the 12 podcast. The link will be in the, the description of this episode. And there will be new episodes this week. And finally, <clears throat> I'm losing my voice. I talked for 30 minutes straight. Um, and finally, please be sure to take a second to rate the podcast so that other 
people can find it and we can have more fun talking about Big 12 athletics. Alrighty, everybody. So glad that we are in basketball season. We are approaching March and I cannot wait. Alright, everybody. We thank you. We love you. Goodbye.